Hey, hello, hello, hello all. Happy Saturday. I don't know if you guys saw my last uh, post where I did a never forget for 9-11, which is today. Another year has gone by, another day has gone by. So as I mentioned in my last video, um, I send my prayers out. Hey, Kai. Send my prayers out to all the family members, friends, sisters, cousins, aunts who lost somebody that day. Because even though it's been, what was that, nine when it happened, 20 years ago, it still doesn't take away the pain. So I just want to say before I start the show, we will never forget my prayers go out to you and yours. And I hope today isn't as long as it seems. That being said, welcome to another episode of Pure Sessions. As you guys can see, I'm finally in a different, cool, awesome location. I, As I mentioned in the other episodes, I get a little um, cabin fever when I'm at the same location. As you guys know, it's either in my room or out back, but it's so nice out today. And I'm trying to suck up all the summer vibes that's left until next week because you know after next week it starts getting dark at like four o'clock so um well like three so i hope everybody's enjoying today and the weather and being safe and all that fun jazz and things like that so this is episode 56 and i have a special guest coming on well all my guests are special <laughs> so i always do say that um in the beginning but i have a guest coming on and i'll give a little background before he comes on because uh, i don't want to take away from the whole process of having him on but Elvis and I go way back um not like way way back but like we go way back to back when I was like in I think middle school or high school when I was at bible study at our church where we go to and I was new to the church because my mom worked there and I was new to like joining like the community things and things like that you like you know how your parents just throw you in a bunch of after school projects and activities and things like that um, when you'd rather be home playing something so we met during there and then as the years went on i was in the bible study the wednesday night bible studies i was a choir we met also did choir um at the church and things like that and we did christmas shows and just would see him around um uh the, the church and then lo and behold when i went to montclair state uh, when I got my last degree, he was working there. Um, and I was like, well, isn't that crazy? Small world, right? I and mean, even though we kind of live in the same area. Um, and now fast forward, fast forward till now, he's actually getting his PhD from that school. And Montclair State is a really good school. Let me not, let me just put that out there. I know people say, well, it's so small. It's local. You didn't say on campus. I'm like, well, I already live in town, so I'm saving money <laughs> not staying on campus. I mean, I did that whole um, staying on campus thing back when I was at Rutgers, and I got all that out. So that time in my life when I got to Montclair, I was, like, focused on graduating, you know. So, but, yeah, that's just the, the basis, little mini story of how we know each other and, and when he comes on he'll he'll say this as well and it, and it grew into a mentorship uh, uh colleagues um friendship and things like that because it's struggle it's hard when you're a transfer student in a new school like granted it's local but like you have to start all over again you have to find your, your tethers you have to find where to go and, and and things like that so it was nice to have somebody that i knew um and who could also help with uh, the process of going from one thing to the next because at that level I was 
ready to be done with school. So I think that's pretty dope. And um, last week I had um, myself. I did an episode myself. I haven't done an episode with myself in a minute. I like having the different guests on, like I mentioned before, because it gives a different um, perspective on views, whether you're, like, talking about, like, relationships, school, music, working, not working, COVID, um, a plethora of different um, conversations. And I like having, or I'm trying to have different backgrounds, if you will, of people on who kind of can give more to the table like nothing wrong with just having just artists musicians things like that but it's interesting to have people who have different backgrounds like a phd and like family care or a background in counseling and things like that which he has all that stuff in because i'm like a phd i can't even get past um my bachelor's and and funny fact i originally was not going to go to montclair state I wanted to go back to Rutgers because I went to, all right, small little story. So when I graduated high school, I barely made it out, right? So I had like maybe like a two point something. I don't even know. I got C's. I was like, okay, that's a pass. I'm fine. So my dream school, and also I applied late. I applied like mad late. So I was only able to apply to a couple of schools um, at the time because it was past the deadline. And my mom was so pissed because she was like, you know, um, you had like a whole year or whole six months to apply and you waited to the last minute to apply to these little schools so i applied to like Randall poe drew Fairleigh dickinson colleges that i knew that i could actually somehow get in but i had like dream schools obviously like howard spellman things like that so i applied to Rutgers because i wanted to go there because my dad went there and he made it sound like it was so cool so i applied to Rutgers. I didn't get in because of my grades, so I had to go to Berkeley, which is a great school as well. Berkeley and Woodland Park, fantastic school. I recommend it um, to get my GPA up. So I went there. I hated it because it was the size of this. There was no campus. There was no parties. There was no sororities. And I'm like, this is not the experience that for my first year that I wanted. So I was kind of like down in the dumps because I'm like, this is not like what I envisioned because this real school that I wanted was across town. So I worked, I studied, I didn't do anything, and I got my grades up, and I made president and dean's list, so I was able to go to Rutgers. So then I was at Rutgers, did that, blah, 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 whatever. Then Rutgers didn't work out, so I had to go back to Berkeley (laughs) to finish my associates. Then I'm like, well, I guess I have to get a bachelor's because apparently jobs don't think an associate is a degree for whatever reason. So I went to Montclair State, and I hated it there because I was in Montclair, where I live, and I'm like, I can't get away from here. So I went to Montclair State, I enjoyed it, and I finally was able to do like the community things, be a part of groups and things like that, do the actual college thing. So I say all that to say, the school, the school you go to, or the, the continuing of education that you continue to educate yourself in, really is the experience that you make it and I know that sounds like a cliche and just better said than easier said than done but really I could have been miserable the whole time I could have been angry the whole time I could have been like I did all this to get away now I'm back here but I I sucked it up I grew up and I'm like I'm graduating because I want to pursue my degrees so I really feel like school isn't for everybody but it isn't a bad 
thing to do if that makes sense so that's like a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day but i just say all that to say the schools that i went to berkeley in woodland park in new york um Moncker state and rutgers and brunswick are all great schools but it took me i guess three schools <laughs> to really grow up and be like okay let me just settle down and just focus and do things like that and to continue my to to continue my education because I didn't want to because I didn't want to but I did and here I am now doing something that I actually love I'm not doing my degree none of us really are but I am doing something that I really love which is doing my music and and producing different things and doing the podcast and I was able to publish the book so I guess oh this beat sorry 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 this beat i'm trying to like not swat it but swat it at the same time so forgive me um so i guess having the experience if you will of going to school and learning new things and being and having your eyes open to do things does help um and i feel like it has gotten me further in life than where i was would i do it again maybe Uh, maybe i would maybe i would i don't know if i would go back for my master's it's a thought but I guess in due time, in due time, in due time, I guess. So I can go on and on and on about my life and what have you. Um, but I just will wait for Elvis to, <coughs> excuse me, come on. Um, oh, last thing I will say, um, the episodes are available as well. Because I'm still trying to figure out Anchor. Because normally I just do SoundCloud, YouTube, and here, Instagram Live. But... They're also available to watch, like, little snippets on Twitter. Um, I do little snippets on Snapchat, TikTok, like, two, three minutes. You can just get, like, the basis of the episode. And um, Apple Podcasts and and Spotify Podcasts. I kind of have, like, a hiccup with figuring that out. But all the episodes are available on there for you to um, see. So, it sees, sees, it says here... Elvis is here. Hello. Okay, so all you have to do, because I'm new to this, adding people on, is just send a request to be a part of the the live. Unless I can do it if you want me to. Uh, you let me know. But it's so nice out. <laughs> it's really nice out. I hope that bee went away, so don't mind me. I'm not a fan of bees, because they attack me all the time. I got attacked by one when I was like eight, and it ruined my childhood, so I just I can't stand bees. Okay, so let's see. Um, the request didn't come up it's taking a minute it's just dots I don't know what that means it's just dots I see it's sent but I can't click it hold on (laughs) alright okay here we go technical difficulties hi hey hey how are you how's it going I'm like my head is like cut off so yeah. <laughs> can you hear me clearly? Yes. Can you? My phone is kind of in and out because I'm outside, so it's a connection. Gotcha. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you. I think you were kind of delayed, but I can still hear you clearly now, so you're good. Okay. Can you hear me? Is it okay? We're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> How's it going? I'm not being rude. It's just I don't do the sun, so my eyes are sensitive, so that's why I have the glasses on. But I can still. Okay. See. You're good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been well. I've been well. It's been a. Um, so I'm in the process of training for the New York Marathon. So yeah, uh, my body is tired. I had a really, tired. Long, really long run this morning. 
and my body is shot, <laughs> so to speak. So I'm just hoping to take the rest of the day a little bit easier. Relax, right? Yeah. yeah. How, how are you? How, how have you been? I'm good. I'm well. I gave a little intro of kind of how you and I met our relationship over the years. I mean, I talked about it for like 10 minutes. I'm not going to say it again. Yeah, I, I caught it. Keep... I caught it. Oh, you caught I, it? Yeah, I was okay. on. Yeah. You caught it. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm good. So, like, what's the process of training for a marathon? Because I've always wanted to know. Like, are there yeah, different yeah. levels? Yeah, to... so, so, yeah so, <laughs> so there's levels to this, as one person said. <laughs> no, I, so I think it depends on your your running experience, right? I think as someone who's just starting off, yes, obviously like <laughs> their training regimen and plan is gonna be very different than someone who's been doing it for seven, eight, nine years. Right. So this this is my first marathon, but I've been running for like, you know, 10, 15 years of my life, so to speak. So I kind of, it's like the beginner phase, the intermediate phase, and right. then the uh, advanced phase, so to speak. So, uh, so I'm at the intermediate phase right now. And the training is, you know, really intense. You have to kind of, uh, if you want to really do well, I should say. So, <laughs> you know, you, you change up your nutrition a little bit. You find different things uh, filled, up, filled with electrolytes to kind of hydrate yourself. Um, you have to pay more attention to your body, to what goes into your body. Uh, and also, you know, you have to come up with a particular weekly mileage uh, training plan, you know. So speed workouts, distance workouts. Um, today was my 20 mile run, so it's kind of my long run, this, et cetera. Wait a minute. <laughs> I saw your face. Wait, wait a minute. What? Yes. I, gosh, that's amazing. I could barely, barely do that. All right. Eric, is this respectful? Like, we're going to move in. <laughs> that's fine. You're, you're slightly cutting out, just so you do know. I, I can still hear you. Is it delayed? Is yeah, it a little bit delayed. Okay. Let me yeah. try moving over here. All right, let's see. Can you hear me now or is it still delayed? I can still hear you. I can't oh. see you, but I can hear you. You can't see me, you can hear me. All right, I was just moving from that B. <laughs> so. All right, how about now? Is it still yep. delayed? Yeah. Okay, hopefully the B won't bother me anymore. So, I'm still in the fact that you said, so what's the marathon that you're running? So it's the, it's the New York Marathon in November, so November 7th. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's one of the, the larger ones for the, you know, globally, so to speak. So looking forward to that. Eight weeks out. That is cool. So, like, did you always want to run a marathon? Like, be, like say, I want to check it off my bucket list that came up. Yeah, yeah. So it was on my bucket list for, like, almost eight years now. Uh, but, you know, life happens and then... I'm not really, I wasn't really disciplined. I was just running to just be running. And then I'm like, you know what? I should probably get into this now because the older I get, the harder the training is going to be. Um, even when I'm training now, I'm doing extremely well. But I'm like, man, I'm not 24, 25 anymore, you know? So my recovery is very different now than, you know, in my 30s, so to speak, than it was in my 20s. But no, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm still 21, so we're just going to say that. Yes, yes, yeah. We'll, we'll keep it to that. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I was going to say something, but I this. So if I move again, it's not because I'm by my car. I'll just run in my car. But um, yeah, so I gave a little, heard most of it where we have. So I have been following your posts and stuff like that, which is very insightful. It's somebody who really. Still, kind of believes. In, I know that sounds like 
like everyone they're like oh like they're like oh yeah I don't go to church study or oh I go to bible study but I pray and it's like it's like you don't want to like force church study or for force study like I've cut people off who don't follow that so it's like so I'm like how do you what you do training school and having relationships that's healthy not just for you but like the lifestyle yeah yeah good question so a couple of things again you're starting to cut out just a little bit but i did catch all of that just fyi just so you do know um okay. but first and foremost you know thank you for reaching out to me and inviting me to be on i, I appreciate it uh you know we go way back <laughs> so so I, I appreciate it uh so to answer your question you know i think when we talk about balancing things ultimately each of us has priorities right. my priorities may look like you're different than your priorities your priorities might look different than those who are watching right now's priorities but we all got priorities you have to determine what your priorities are right, right. so for me as you mentioned you know for, for me I'm a bible believing christian mm. so god is centered and priority in all that i do So I haven't always been like that because I I I didn't always balance things well so to speak but over you know the past 5 6 7 8 years um I've been building up kind of the muscle habits and the rhythm to be able to do it okay mm-hmm. so I, for the most part I make that priority and everything else centers around that and I think once you have that that focus or that mindset not that it's easy to balance everything else but it's much smoother and much more manageable So you have that and then you know my own devotional time with the Lord every morning. I'm I'm real disciplined with the way that I do things. I'm very structured. So you know I'm up at like four every morning and you know my first hour is typically dedicated towards God, um praying and scripture reading or whatever that whatever that time frame is going to look like. And then from f- between 5 and 7 a.m. uh is uh my workouts, so running, you know. So that that's the best time that I can be most active. And when I'm not mentally exhausted or physically exhausted, obviously, I use that time to work out. And that's just typically every morning, to be honest with you. And then after that, I'm at work all day. And then at night, usually until eight, I'm either in class or I'm teaching a class. So one or the other. So typically my day starts from like 4 a.m. and I don't get back home to like 8 or 8.30 at night. And then when you get home, obviously you have to prep for the next day. You have to do some, if you got, if I have homework, I have to get homework done and assignments and If I have lesson planning to do, I got to do lesson planning that night um, and do all of those components and then just try to find some time to decompress before the evening, before I go back to bed, you know, at 11 o'clock, so to speak. So I think we all have priorities and I think it's important to identify what your priorities are and those just happen to be mine, you know. Um, balancing, obviously, you know, I'm in a PhD in family science and human development. So one of the things that I'm looking at is... Uh, marriage quality and stability, uh, African-American resilience, uh, post-traumatic slavery effects on African-Americans and how that has impacted the family and then family well-being, you know, things that negatively or positively impacts, you know, family well-being, so to speak. So if I had been also studying in that area, I also have learned a couple of things through the thousands of articles that I read over the past year that deal with balancing, that deal with family well-being, so on and so forth. Because I think there's a lot of things that are competing for our interests, you know, just practically, 
You know, you might have family, family stuff going on. You might have your own personal things going on. You might be in a relationship. You know, you have school, you have work, you have other life circumstances that come up out of the blue. So life and my, and my mindset is always going to be very busy. And as I've gotten older, it's only gotten more busier for lack of better words. So it's up to us to prioritize what's most important. And I've long, I won't say long, but for the past couple of years, I've been more, uh, I've set boundaries around those things and I've, I've asked God to place a hedge of protection around those things, so to speak, and to help me guard and guide those things. You know, so if it's not God, it's family, because at the end of the day, my family is my biggest supporters, right? So it's always family before even friends. So God forbid something happens to me, who's going to be the one that's taking care of me or kind of in my corner? You know, it's going to be family, right? So they should get most of my time, my siblings, my mom, et cetera, and then it's friends and then anything else. Now, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm saying, okay. Let's say no. Gotcha. Yeah, no. So, so I think we all have different priorities. So I think it's important to, to manage it. And I'm not saying like it's easy because it is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. You know, their life is a roller coaster. So there are months where I get it extremely well, there are weeks where I don't. You know, the past two, the past couple of weeks has been really difficult because now I'm training. So now I'm physically exhausted and tired every single day, but I still have to get to work and perform just as good as everyone else because a marathon is not an excuse not to, not to do my job, right? So it's still, Focus in class and marathon is not an excuse not to uh, focus on my studies, you know? So it is much more difficult mentally, emotionally, and physically, but uh, I can do it. If I can do it, anyone else can do it, you know? I don't know about that 20 <laughs> I'm still on that. <laughs> okay. So um, what is it that you are studying? I mean, I know, but for people who don't, what is it that you're studying now in school? Yeah, so so I haven't finalized my interest, but in my PhD program, I am looking at uh, African American marital quality and stability, family quality and stability. Um, yeah, one of the things that I've been reading a lot is historical slavery um, hmm. from the West African, you know, transatlantic slave sort of in the disenfranchisement and the separation of uh, African Americans from. Family. It was the first original breakdown of the family coming from West Africa, where, and I'm West, I'm West African, so West Africans typically, you, you probably have heard of the mindset, it takes a village to raise a child. You know, that, that's an African, for, for lack of a better words, proverb, so to speak. So, starting from the transatlantic slave kind of area and the, the breakdown of the family, we see the institutionalized oppression in a lot of different areas. So, I'm starting with that, talking about all of those historical concepts and how it's psychologically, sociologically, and emotionally and negatively impacted African-American families. Wow. So that's kind of, so that's the beginning of it. And then I'm looking at different social determinants of health. So like economic stability, uh, housing disparity, income disparity, uh, lack of educational attainment, all of those good things. Um, but I'm also gonna put a, a resilience and a strengths-based perspective on it because there's been a lot of what we call it in scholarship, the, the deficit perspective, so the negative components but it's, there's a lack of positive or resilience components. So what does work and be able to identify those strategies to provide additional supportive measures. So um, it's a really exciting area. It's kind of, you know, somewhat of a, a new thing nowadays, especially yeah. when we look around, look around what's going on globally in terms of mental health, emotional health, 
physical health, all those good, you know, equity, um, diversity, inclusion, all that good stuff. You know, so that's kind of going to be my my area. Um, it's what I'm studying now, and we'll see. And also the impact of COVID. You know, so it's going to. I was. I didn't know. Are you vaccinated? Not pro. You not masks. You know. Yes. So so. So so here's how I here's how I always answer that question. You know, um, I am pro-choice in terms of allowing people to decide what it is they want to do. If you get it, great. If you don't get it, great. If you want it, great. If you don't want it, great. My problem comes in when other individuals are forcing it upon you. Like that, that I still haven't worked out to be completely honest with you. I think that's my frustration. My my frustration is um, forcing that you have to get, and then also making making life difficult around you. Because if you don't have it, you know, life will become very difficult. I don't think that's fair, so to speak. Now, I do think we need masks, you know, and I'm I'm for people getting it, and I'm also for people choosing not to get it, you know. Um, I think everyone should be entitled to to, to decide. Um, the way that the way they're going about it, I don't think. Is the best way. That's just my personal opinion. Um, especially the last couple of months, I think they could have taken a different approach. Um, because what folks don't realize is it, it's less about, in my opinion, by getting the vaccine and not getting the vaccine, and more about the distrust of the government and what's what's been going on historically. Um, if we all being honest, you know. Many individuals don't trust government officials, politicians. You know that stems from, you know, even with African Americans, it stems from slavery. It's like everything that has gone in every age period or every, every era, so to speak, has been a, a deep-seated level of distrust when you look at all of the events that have transpired. So now you're expecting everyone to trust you now. That's just like think about that. For a Let's say you're in a relationship, right? And someone keeps cheating on you and breaking your heart and all those other good stuff, and the person is still saying, "Trust me, trust me, trust me." It's like, what? You know, psychologically, emotionally, that doesn't make sense. You know. So while while COVID is COVID is real, you know, so I do think people need to take precautions without a doubt. I think that's extremely important, extremely, extremely important. But I think people should be able to decide. So that's how I answer that. Okay. <laughs> but like, I get. But the people who are traveling know they aren't vaccinated. Up in the plane, bringing all that wherever they're going. Like I get, but yeah. but like, or people being in in those um those uh, not protests. What is it like those interviews where they're saying masks are the devil and you shouldn't believe them and masks don't do anything. But I just like I don't understand why is it so hard just to wear a mask. For like whatever you're doing, and then take it off in the car. That's just my thing. I just never understood. It's not complicated. Literally, no, so so I agree. And and if I had a if I had it my way, I think we should wear masks for the rest of our lives because <laughs> because even even when you think about people getting sick prior to COVID and people coughing up a storm and just being real, in my opinion, real disgusting with certain things and not taking proper precautions. I think that's dangerous. So having a mask on, I, I, I actually prefer to have a mask on. So those who say it's like the devil, no, I, I don't agree with that. I think those people are irrational, and that's just my personal opinion. I know I, I, COVID is real. I think we do need to, you know, have a mask. I, I, I was kind of an advocate for 
never releasing the mask mandate. So that's why when they, I think they released it this past summer, so I was shocked. Yeah. I thought at least, at least until the end of the year. And now we see that they're reverting back to putting on the mask, which I think was an irresponsible decision on their part. Just like, I think they're handling this whole thing irresponsibly. Um, so I think we still needed to put mask on. We should have kept it on for the rest of the year and, you know, take it from there, so. No, I agree. Okay, so at least we eye to eye or something. Cause some people I talk to are like, oh, well, I don't believe in it and it's not accurate and everything they're saying is a lie. I'm like, okay. No, it's real. <laughs> it, it's real trust and believe people have lost lives so you know and a lot of people okay, um, okay. <laughs> but you do you but um, yeah so yeah. what your step study um how i always ask people who are non people of color i guess we're still minorities whatever that word means um about last year with everything that's that has happened with george floyd with Ahmaud Aubrey that still is not resolved. I don't know what's happening with that. But with everything that has happened, what were you, it's like a weird question, but like, obviously you were feeling anger and annoyance and sick and tired being sick and tired, but like, how did last year's stuff, for <laughs> lack of better words, kind of like, I don't know, it's like make you feel like, I know it's like a weird question, but you get what I'm saying? Like last year was a lot with COVID and all that other stuff, but like, do you feel like it got better? Do you feel like we're making a change or a dent? Do you feel like it's just going to be a matter of time before something else happens like that again? Now, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so good question. I think, you know, it, it wasn't, so last year wasn't a huge shocker because I've been following the news for the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. So you, from, you know, uh, uh, 2014, um, you know, even before Trayvon in 2014 and then Mike Brown in 2015 and, uh, and, and Freddie Brown, like moving forward. So I've been following a lot of the cases for you know a couple of years. L last year, I think is when it when it when things really came to the forefront more so. Um, and it's interesting because all of this stuff going and then happening during a time frame of COVID, right? Yeah. So I think it forced us to kind of slow down and really assess what was going on. So although the reason for us slowing down was really difficult and tough, it really forced us to take a pause and say, hey. What's going on? So all of the, you know, the Breonna Taylor and Sandra Bland a couple of years ago, like all of those components are not new, histo even historically. Me looking at the historical uh, information, you know, this has happened throughout centuries. Um, you know, when folks say we are the United States, sometimes I think we are the divided states, you know, because when we think about politicians and political agendas and all that good stuff, um, you know, and, and things not happening fairly or individuals not treated equally, I think you you can't help to, but to feel some sort of anger, you know? So very angry, very frustrated, you know, very bitter because, you know, um, as an African-American individual from born and raised in New York, New Jersey, but also was African, I've experienced a lot of racism and oppression and things of that sort throughout my entire life. I'm just from where uh, I've grown up from, you know, so, but at the same time, being a Bible-believing Christian, it's like, all right, in my anger, I gotta be, I gotta be, I gotta make sure I don't sin, because if I do, then that defeats the purpose and the point of trying to advocate for change, right. those types of things, you know, so I'm not gonna lie and say it was easy, it was very difficult to go through that, um, and I had to talk it out a lot, I, had, I did a pan two panels last year, because I felt myself wrestling with it a lot, you know, because it could be anybody. Um, so it, it was a shame. 
uh, I know um, what's his name got George, George Floyd. You know, uh, forgetting the officer's name. Uh, you know, he was sentenced. You know, but that was like one out of you know a God. billion. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. His name. Yeah, I, I don't know why the officer's name. Yeah, that's. Crazy. So, did you think that was a big for him? For them? Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, he was guilty on all counts. So, so I think he got what he deserved. But, but it's not really fair because George has lost his life. Derek Chauvin. Thank, thanks, Kathleen. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen. I appreciate you. Yeah. So it's it's not really fair because. No, ma no matter how many years or charges someone gets, someone's life is still gone. And their family is dealing with all of that. You know, that emotional trauma and pain. Again, being a family, I'm a, a PhD in family science and human development. So I'm all day in this stuff. And the, the sociological and emotional factors, psychological factors really impact individuals more so than we put at the forefront. You know, that's why in the past couple of months, if you've been paying attention, you know, it's been a lot of mental health stuff. People, large celebrities just taking time for their mental health because they need it. And that's good. But then you see people in the comments criticizing them for taking time for themselves. And so it's... Why? Me, for COVID and it coming to... I commend people at themselves at the time. Yeah. Instead of just going and going and then up. That's my opinion. Can't keep him out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see Kathleen and I agree. So there's no justice for George. Justice would be that he said, absolutely, I agree. Only accountability for Derek. Yep, I agree. Perfectly said, Kathleen. Just save that. I'm gonna save that. Yeah, I was just curious. Talk either politics, what happened last year. Like it's nothing new. I just wanted to know that because, so in my opinion, I don't not being. Uh, you know, because I'm sure I don't know. I just feel like this says this is going to take a long thing for a change. Such a cliche, but I think it's really, but it has to start. It can't be us always <laughs> trying to go yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and for what it's worth, when you look at the data, the, there has been significant change. So, and I think, you know, you got to be open and honest about that. When you look at, like, intellectually honesty, when you look at where we were and some of the the, 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 the policies that have been changed, you know, uh, so so there has been change, but has it been enough? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely <that>. not. <laughs> oh, my God. So, not to get too personal, you can let me know if it is. How are you, are not, how do you hear? Like, how do you go about picking? It sounds like weird that I talk to. They preference. I mean, everybody, but also has to have some preference. It can't just be money or cars or take care of you. Like, what's like that? Like, what's the preference of that person? Their views, what views? What do they believe in? Yeah, at least that's how I look at now as I get. Got, got. So, so you kind, you kind of cut out. I think you asked me, "Am I dating?" I think that was a question. Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear the rest. Okay. No, no. So, no, I heard the rest, but I, I didn't hear the first part. But I assume that's what you asked me. Yeah, and then the last. Got it. Got it. <laughs> See, I can read lips. I can read lips. <laughs> yeah. 
No, so, so, so right now I am not, um, you know, and that's kind of just by choice right now. What's the point? It's COVID, nobody has time for that. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm not, but I think one of the biggest things for me um, is to, you know, see what the person's faith. I think, you know, yeah. obviously faith is a big thing. Again, I believe in Christian, so I think that's, that's the biggest thing for me um, yeah. because I think that sets the precedent and standard for all all things from my from my from my worldview someone else might feel differently obviously and that's that's completely fine that's just why i stand mm -hmm. so that that's big for me that's a non-negotiable right um and then you know you have the other components in terms of the ambition the goals you know uh being able to stand on their own two feet so to speak the you know having fun enjoying life um once a family like all of those components are really important to me that you know, I can always talk through, and uh, you know, emotionally healthy and available is big, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a huge one. That's tricky. People yeah. are so far removed from anything that, but I get it. I mean, involves whole emotional, but I think people nervous because they I guess had that experience on the um put themselves get rejected. And especially when looking for somebody who's like I guess in out the church a lot of pressure like all these things that a Christian woman should be, like tricky. Like how do you go about people who are kinda like if they don't go not all these things can't talk. So that's that how do you go about like finding that follows your belief, not to a team like, who also has her own. Yeah, it's a really, really good question. Um, I, I think it's important to first, you know, you build friendship, and I think that's something that I failed to do historically. So, so I take full onus on that. You know, sometimes when you like someone, you can, your emotions could could lead could lead you faster than what they're supposed to. And one person told me once that, you know, use your emotions as a gauge, but not a guide. And mm -hmm. I would use them as a guide but, and forget about that whole friendship piece. And the friendship piece is important because if it's, if it's an open, honest, transparent, and genuine friendship where both people know, hey, there's some level of interest, but this can clearly, you know, we can say next week, you know what? This isn't a good fit. You ain't got to bad mouth me. I ain't got to bad mouth you. You know, it just, we, we're more, too mature adults to be able to determine that and decide that. Those genuine friendships, I think, are the best. And throughout those conversations, you're asking some some level of intentional conversation. And at some point, you'll be able to see, okay, this person is for real, or this person might just be saying certain things because they think that's what I want to hear. Exactly. Right? And I think you can always tell that. At least now I can. I couldn't before, but now I can because of experiences that, that I've gone through. Mm. So friendships is important, building that honest friendship. Yeah, I feel like with everything that's going on, like, just focus on one, like, loving yourself first, but also just, like, get life together, include something else into your life, path or track, finishing school, or continuing finishing school, um, teaching and doing all these marathon action, and of course, have that person to share life with there's a season for everything <laughs> but I just feel 
people nowadays, at least my my age generation, essentially, whatever that means, kind of just tend to rush to the altar, get all like the cool stuff, but like didn't know the person, live, see how they really are, doing things. It's like, oh my God, to complete me. I'm like, essentially, yeah, but like there's so much stuff that you experience by enjoy yourself. It says, it's, but like, I feel like doing a little bit here and there, it's not that complicated. At least for me, or at least for females. I don't know about men. Y'all are different. <laughs> yeah. Like, ask for soap. But like, I think it depends on me, honestly, too. Yeah. So, and I think I'll add, I'll add one more thing just for the, for the essence of time. Um, you know, I think oftentimes, and I did this myself, we're so prone to look outward, meaning looking at someone else, and we don't take the time to look inward. True. I think if we've done time, and we put so many expectations on someone else to complete or fit a certain mold when we're not completely healed from the things that we've dealt with. Exactly. I've learned that when I've healed, when I was honest with myself and healed from things of my past relationships or childhood wounds, mm. it helped me to see life much more clearer. Now, if I can see life much more clearer, that means I have a good sense of who I am, I have a good sense of my purpose, and I have a good sense of where I'm going in life. If I have a good sense of my who I am, my purpose in life, and where I'm going in life, I have a good sense of who I can take with me, right? So I can't just bring everyone along, just like everyone can't bring me along, right? So if I wanna live in Jersey for the rest of my life, let's just say. yeah. And let's say the person I meet, we meet on all other aspects of life, right? Perfectly. But she has a calling to do ministry in Australia. And she has a solid calling on that. That ain't going to work. <laughs> What's that going to work? You know what I'm saying? So, but oftentimes I, I've rushed it myself. So I've learned that I've had to do a lot of introspection, a lot of self-assessment to deal with the things that I was dealing with to deal with the, the wounds and all that good stuff before I decided to put myself back out there and say, hey, I'm interested in dating again, right? And what that did for me was initially what my scope of finding somebody might have been like this, so why? It's now like this. Not because I think I'm better than anybody or not because anyone is better than me. It's just now I know, okay, I'm going in this particular direction. So if someone is going in a different direction, it doesn't mean they're going in a bad direction. It just means that we're not going in the same direction together, right? That's okay. You know, it doesn't mean she's a bad person or I'm a bad person. It just means that our callings, doesn't, they don't match up. And that's fine. And I think oftentimes we try to force it or yeah, we try to control yeah. one another or subconsciously manipulate the other person. And then the other person might end up resenting you for that. And then you have a lot of tension and friction in your relationship. I read all these articles, man. I'm seeing a lot of this stuff and it's like, whoa. So... <laughs> my hope, my hope is that you know, I, I would, I would be, I would get married one day. Obviously, that, that, that's my. But I'm not, I'm not waiting to live life until that. Right. Exactly. So I'm still, I'm still enjoying life. I'm still living life. And I told God years, one year ago, and I said, oh, maybe two years ago, and I said, you know, I want to be married. I want to have a family. I want all that good stuff. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, I'm good. Yeah. You know. And it took me a while. And I'm not just saying it because some people say it, you don't really mean it. But I genuinely mean it because I have, I have friends that I connect with, I have family, I have tons of nieces and nephews, you know what I'm saying? So I still have a whole uh, a slew of people in my life. 
that yes, I would love this, but if it doesn't happen, my life is not going to be in shambles. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it caused kind of a exactly. re-strategizing process, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah, well, at least you got, I, on the other hand, like, you know, when are you going to get babies? Like, don't you think it's time for you to say? I get that. No, it is not. And like, I'm about to do And that's not um, so far-fetched. But like, yeah. in 28, she's like, are you? No, I'm not. But I mean, I get it because she she thinks that I'm. She said she wants to do all these things, settle down with her. Nothing wrong with people do do that and have building life. And like you said, I have to travel. I would love to do that. And now that you can't, um, unnecessary child, and you to try to balance all of that. So I think it's always yourself as, as you want to get married, but not right Me, you want to have a kid, but not right You want to enjoy life first, then talk about it. Versus just being with somebody just because, like, I think that's, like, very, very once you get older. <laughs> so. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But that's, like, a a whole nother topic. <laughs> correct, correct. Another day, another day, another day. <laughs> um. So, what else? Marathon What else do you have? Uh. So the, the, that's primarily it right now. The, the marathon takes up most of my time. School takes up most of my time. Working takes up most of my time. My students take up take up most of my time. So that's like ninety five percent of what I do. You know. So and that, but trust me, that is enough. And then you know. Step around the home and just trying to find time to respite and relaxation and recharging is is uh is important. So you know I'll try to do fun things or connect with family or friends to do enjoyable things. But that's kind of my life right now, at least for the next couple of years, I should say. Yeah, that's fulfilled. So do you teach you study? So no, no. So well, yes, well, kind of, kind of, yes. Uh, but I, I'm not specifically teaching in that actual field just yet. Oh. Uh, I think as of next year, I'm going to look to get into some courses. Okay. When you're at Montclair? Yeah. Okay, I have to into Montclair. <coughs> Maybe I should go by. Um, I have, but, um, oh, so for church, so go to Christ Church, right? Yep. I have to the services yeah are you still doing it online because we haven't gone in so doing it you know on facebook and virtually yeah yes so, so i've been going the times where i have to serve in certain capacity so yeah uh, i haven't been as as like every week just yet i'm trying to give myself like a all one week all one week off sort of thing yeah but whenever i whenever i serve i'm there okay so how is it because i'm inside yet yeah i mean not not everyone has returned obviously some people are still online um, but you know a couple of hundred people have 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 trickled back in since uh resurrection sunday in april uh april yes yeah, so april yeah okay that's good go to uh prayer fest i did not in person i did it online this year okay yeah i did it online i said you know what let me just do it online this year and uh it was i still enjoyed it you know worked well okay yeah i asked People from Christchurch around, but 
lot of them are in going in person, but I'm not comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I do miss it. Like, I hearing the word like, in the Bible. I mean, it's, after a while, you feel it. So. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you recommend part of a Bible? Well, we just took a break. The two people who host had babies. But do you recommend for the groups that you're in? Because I've been searching and searching. Wednesdays are like free now, but like I miss the occurring community for me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the, so the young adults ministry, I, w- I was overseeing that uh, yeah. up until last year. Now we have a, a director, uh, Justina Rivera. So they do a bunch of different types of fellowship. They actually have some all summer. To be honest with you, so what I'll do is if you, I, I'll once we get off in, in a couple of minutes, I'll send you some information in regards to it. And, and if you are interested in that, then I can connect you with her, oh. uh, you know, offline afterwards, and you can chat with her. She's dope. Her and her husband are really dope. They actually, funny enough, they have a um, a worship time frame on the beach this evening. I think at six p.m. down by uh, Ocean Grove. I think it's Ocean Grove. Yeah, down. Yeah. So I went last year. It was a phenomenal time. Um, I spoke for a little bit out there, but I, I mean, I get the chance to go tonight because uh, I have some, some work to get done. But offline, we can definitely talk about that. And I can definitely connect you if you're interested. Yeah. And then it's the small groups, obviously, you know, yeah. small groups of information, uh, young adult small groups, and, or women's groups, all that good stuff. Yeah, I've been searching find that community. So I was like, so happy. You know, life happens. A couple months, and I'm like, that thing but like I feel like the community and keeps you being on top of you know scripture life and things at least yeah definitely definitely I definitely connect you with people you know afterwards for sure yeah oh I appreciate it one question and I can't remember do you have any questions I try to remember what it was like right (laughs) dang it uh, any particular ones right now? We'll come back. Don't, don't think so. No. Okay. Because I enjoy the, so to speak, I have guests on. Thinking of me doing this again myself every week. A little, you know, not time. Nice to have a balance conversation versus just me just talking, talking. Because, like, you know, like, that, you know, like, yeah. Trying to reach out to new people, also showcase them what they do. So it's been a journey. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. It's been fun, and it, I think I've noticed self confidence and you know being more assured of myself. Not used to doing talking things. Yeah. In a good way, at least. Well, keep it up. <laughs> keep it up. Keep it up. You're you're doing great. Keep it up. You know, just take it take it one one step at a time. You know, just continue to try to find different ways to improve your craft as, as we all do in everything that we do. Um, you know, use your resources. YouTube yeah. has a lot of stuff, obviously. Um, <laughs> you know, so you, 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 you're doing great. You know, I've caught a couple of the episodes before. So so I, I've seen kind of a, a, a change in a, in a growth and um, a maturity in it. So keep doing your thing, girl. Thank you. Oh, so where can we find... Question, two questions. It was one. I checked out your web. Where can we find... Available. Uh, also, you mean any information in regards to me? 
Yeah. That was the book and we're fine. Got it. Yeah, so I, I think the link is in my bio. So folks just click on yeah, on my my page, my Instagram page. Uh so folks just click on the link, it'll take them to all the information or they can just they can just DM me. I think folks wanna wanna chat and have a conversation with them now. I'm pretty pretty uh pretty open. I just ask that people, you know, be graceful with my response times. Because because everything I got going on, I might not, I might not see or I might like mentally see it and not respond. Or I might not see it at all. Uh, so I have, I have a couple of friends saying, "Man, I'm still waiting for a response from you since Tuesday." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I class, you know." So, um, but when I give people context of what's going on, then they give me more grace. So so yeah, but should be DM, DM if anything. Okay, and well, again, podcast. Where can we find your podcast? Oh, well, so I, I don't have, I never, I haven't developed an official podcast. I just do a lot of IG lives. It's like a lot of relationship type IG lives. Okay. Um, and I, I bring people, different, you know, different people on from different backgrounds, uh, different experiences, etc. So folks can just follow me on my Instagram page and they'll see. Um, they happen randomly. So randomly, really randomly based on my schedule. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to try a couple of folks have asked me to figure out a topic and kind of do another one. I'm hoping maybe over the next couple of weeks of my schedule, you know, opens up a little bit. I can. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. yeah. No, I've checked it out. Something like where is like people wanting more versus like some. So that's pretty cool as well too. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate the conversation. Thank, thank you for having me on. Yes, thank you for being back and forth. Bees are vicious. So. <laughs> well, be safe, be safe out there, girl. Appreciate it. I really do. We'll check for the um, info. Okay. Sounds good. Appreciate, appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good day, okay? All right. You too. Take care. Tell Mama said hi. I will. I will. All right. All right. Okay, so yes, guys, that concludes the end of peer sessions. I appreciate everybody joining in and bearing with me. It's, the sun is so nice out, and my head is like burning, but the sun is so good for you. I've been low on some vitamin D, so definitely if you guys can get out, what is it, almost five? It was like two more hours left of um, <laughs> sunlight before it gets dark. So definitely try to get out and enjoy and I appreciate everybody who tunes in and rocks with me and is patient with me in my journey and my struggles and my life and just me being me. But you guys are awesome. I appreciate you. I see all of you. Definitely when you guys can, check out my um, EP that came out on my birthday last month. Parallel on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, everything. And you guys can catch me at Mind Pure on Instagram, um, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify um, for more episodes as well as I'm getting back into doing my saxophone jam sessions. I did a couple last week. I posted one on my page. Definitely check that out. Um, I did stand by me, so that was really fun. And as well as I'm getting back to do my live sets, my DJing. I took a little hiatus, but I think I'm back and ready and mentally ready. That's what was really happening. I wasn't I was physically ready, but not mentally ready. So now I'm mentally ready. So I enjoy being on the turntables. I enjoy my music. I feel like it's very healing, especially like what Elvis was saying, going 
during this time with mental health and just being in the house and just doing the same thing daily. So I feel like if we can do music and, and we can just express ourselves, I think it's really healing um, as well. So definitely stay tuned for that. But anyways, I hope you guys have a great rest of your Saturday and do something today that you didn't do the day before. And stay beautiful. Peace.